Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from unceded Kulin land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. The poetry landscape has altered again slightly this month with the launch of a new live gig at Open Studio called Radio Laria, an evolution of the long-running and much-loved Girls on Key. April the 6th, 2022 featured three friends and poets, Laura Brinson, Mary Kidiarotis and Vasilko Pateris, relaunching their book, this time in person, called Thread. In today's show, we play excerpts from the event. To find out more about Radio Laria, you can find them on the socials or www.radiolaria, that's L-A-R-I-A, poetry.com. Please enjoy. So, so good to be here tonight for the launch of Radio Laria. And thank you to Laura, Emma and Anka and Emma in absentia. Mary, Laura and I met some years ago at Brunswick Neighbourhood House while taking um, creative writing classes with Alana Kelsell. We were all looking for something. You know that feeling. To develop our voices as women through the pursuit of writing. Since then, we have continued to meet weekly, even through COVID and successive successive breakdowns, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was a Freudian slip. Um, Anyway, and successive lockdowns to develop our craft. But in thinking about this, I would like to reflect on what happens when women come together and work creatively. In this organic process of women working together, there are ideas and friendship. There is development and support. There is collaboration and encouragement. These are the enduring elements which has made this little book here possible. And Laura will kick things off shortly, but I would like to acknowledge something. She has made these beautiful headbands and we wear them because we stand for peace in the Ukraine. This is called Milkmaids. The milkmaids are out, buxom blossoms bouncing in the breeze. They came from my mother's garden, soil moulded with her gardener's hands, a clump of roots wilted greens, wrapped in damp newspaper. Seeds filched from a garden, all lifted from the wild, tapped into a hanky, slipped into her pocket, germinated on a tin lid on the windowsill. I fed and watered, mulched and coaxed, my hands sandpaper, nails black-rimmed, but the milkmaids did not thrive. Balloon shapes wilting in the sun, chiding my incompetence. When she could not wield the secateurs to prune her precious roses, or lift the spring bulbs, 
deadhead the daisies. Neglected cuttings, their thread-like roots, filled Vegemite jars on the sill. As she lay dying, I held her hand, brown speckled and papery smooth, cool as a rose petal. Her nails manicured and painted pink at the care home where she lived. The milkmaids are out, creamy skirts swimming in the breeze, among the snapdragons and kiss me quick, the columbines and ladies' fans, reminding me of her garden and her hand in mine. Which place are you from? Apo Piumero Sise. This is home now. Brightly painted room, faded carpet, mustard recliners, matching cushions. Melodorous wafting odours, rose scented freshener, vanquished. You look vacantly, the screen blurred, your gaze follows on me, follows me around the room. Which place are you from? Stroking my hand, seeking connection, meeting of eyes. A shared colour, a shared tongue. Strange familiarity. Brittle fragments of memory, like bone dispersed inside your head. The blithe state of youth, the blue of the ocean. Olive groves left behind. Faces clear with misplaced names. Warm August nights, eating figs ripened by the sun. Seasons clear with purpose. Soft pallor of young skin now worn. Life's map. A destiny. And this next one is Chai Walla, written by Laura. Delicious, milky, spiced masala chai. Traditionally served in tall, narrow glasses, like a creamy sweet shot. Each chai walla has his own unique blend, which changes according to the time of day. In the mornings, it is often gingery. Later in the day, a dash of pepper is added to the cardamom, cinnamon and cloves. I sit on a concrete step, India Times folded under my backside, and watch as the morning blend evolves. With a tin cup, the tea and spices are carefully measured out. Dark spidery tea leaves and earthy red spices go into the bubbling mixture. On the corner of his workbench is a slab of stone. With a practice thump, a lump of ginger is mashed to a fibrous pulp with an improvised pestle. The piquant smell is released as it's scraped up and added to the brew. His hand reaches down to a bag of sugar and six times he deftly fans white crystals into the pot. Now we wait. It can't be hurried. Local men gather around the stall. The walla draws out the ladle and tips it back from a height, testing the viscosity, smelling the aroma. And finally, his tin cup goes under the stream for the taste test. It's ready. And now Vasilka. This poem uh, is called Heraclea Lenkistes, set in Bithola, Macedonia. Ruins 
framed by poplars against verdant hills. Philip II's city lies broken. Pieces of sculpture, foot attached to torso, Doric columns stand like headstones. Emperor Hadrian's amphitheatre, a grey half-circle expanse. Animal cages below, a legacy of bread and circuses on the Via Ignatia. Early Christian mosaics, sun-bleached, two deer meet at a fountain, wild cats skulk, a swan cocks its head, a celebration of abundance. I wonder about the patience of archaeologists, the search for fragments relayed through time, sifting and brushing the buried, decoding a muddled history. Past the dry city fountain, the museum guide slumbers from the heat. I head to the taxi. <laughs> this is a homage, if you like, to Mary's great-grandfather, um, and it's called O Americanos. He returned by ship wearing a white suit, certain that he'd be noticed. He returned from the Lower East Side where he lived in an old tenement building, his first home in Ameriki. He returned cursing the small tailor who insisted white would wear well in the summer, fabric made of cotton and linen, cool, crease-free, he promised. He returned with smooth white hands, showing off one long fingernail on each. The villagers called him the American. He returned not having to plough fields, collect olives or dry figs, to envy and respect, to others thinking he had made it, treating strangers to uzo and octopus, giving dollars away to nieces and nephews. He returned to lunch on lamb and retzina. He returned, he took his fedora off only to wipe his brow with the blue handkerchief he kept in his shirt pocket. He returned to wed the beautiful Elpiniki who hated him when there were children and threw snails in his head, but seemed to like him now, <laughs> brushing her arm against him, his jacket off, sitting under a shaded porch, serving him good coffee, her homemade glicor, sweet cherry syrup. He returned to no one knowing that he worked 15 hours a day serving hotcakes and bacon in a diner. Mary? Uh, this is one of mine. It's called Examined Heads. It's about the eugenics movement in, uh, here in Melbourne at the turn of the century, the 20th century. 
reeking of formaldehyde, jars full to the brim with murky liquid, the room sterile and bright, preserved cadavers line up, waiting. Your ambition for purity, brutal in the meeting room. Medical lithographs and literature, exclusive to the Eugenic Society Melbourne. I ask you, Richard Berry, anatomist, neurologist, anthropologist, building 160 at esteemed university, was your head measured? Did you feel that tape stretched around the circumference of your skull, your future in someone else's hands and dark heart, an outcome predetermined, the conclusion imbecile and feeble-minded, evidence for sterilisation, segregation and the lethal chamber. In a bleak clinical room, 400 stolen Aboriginal corpses await the experiment. As you speak in a tongue foreign to most, believing you have the ear of God, I hear voices but cannot say whether the ghosts are women or men, black or white, impoverished or diseased. They sound the same. I cannot believe that slum dwellers, prostitutes, alcoholics and homosexuals had skulls smaller than your own. You're listening to Radical Radio 3CR. It's time to speak up, speak out and speak loud. From an idea born on a park bench outside Liberal Party headquarters where hundreds of women told their stories of sexual violence, introducing Feminist Fridays. Join our open speaking circle to tell your story any way you want. A poem, a speech or a dance. You can even yell it out in the direction of Parliament House because that's where we'll be, on the steps. Feminist Fridays, starting Friday the 30th of April at 12pm. Join us. It's time to unite, heal and take back our power. Feminist Fridays isn't just a protest. We are a non-hierarchical collective ready to destroy the patriarchy, starting with your voice. This event is taking place on stolen Wurundjeri land and voices of First Nations people are prioritised. Hosted by Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. A 3CR supporter. This is the Spoken Word Show on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Brendan Bonsack. And we're listening to a live recording at the inaugural Radio Laria Poetry Reading at Open Studio.
the sustain of the clarinet. Golden notes fleece my soul. On the staff to the vanishing point of country. Caught on a thorn. Tethered by blood. My hunger to feast on wild blackberries. A line of poplars to the church. A nest of sticks crowns the bell tower. Will the storks bring good luck? Tremors and quivers, scattered beats over fields of nodding wheat. A voice calling in song. Saboto, saboto, che di nascerà botta. Ci savia dvoro ves bel bosilok metani, na bosilok mirisa. I forage in foothills for sorrel, heat flushed cheeks, orange earth erupts underfoot, I trip. On ancestral ground, Volosieto, I share wine with ghosts of drunken boys during Sechko, begging kisses from village girls. In another time, my feet crushed grapes green enamel bath in the backyard. I still taste grandfather's wine on my tongue. Acidic, dizzying, its seductive rose colour like lemonade. Cumulus puffs of sky float by with distant trills. I pause, recall the empty wine barrels. The gloom of mountains, once burnt by guns, now fire, wounded with loss, a lament that cannot be recanted, old ways discarded, but for the breathe of one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. This is a history poem and it's called The Rallying Grounds of Nuremberg. The harmony of artificial lakes, water trapped with nowhere to run. Congressa Halle stands monolithic, 
austerity of curved fortress, a monumental return to Rome. I am dwarfed. The sun bounces off the harsh granite facade on vitrified brick, masonry greyed out with the decades. Has it been that long? Daughters are silent, but I hear thoughts ticking. What happened to my suitcase, Mama? Purple case left on the side of the road. Mishap of family travels through Austro-Hungarian Middle Europa, shadowing dictators. What did the bad man do, Mama? Muscovy ducks loll in water, flutter and squawk. We should have brought bread. The arena stands totemic, empty. The folk once bust into a spit of billowless anger and cries of resolve, a fist punch return to empire. Birkenstock mothers push prams, office workers clutch leather satchels, click shoes on pavement. Do they know what happened here? We walk around the caldera walls, power molten, its magma seeps through. Volksen funga radio waves replaces hearth, replaces Heimat. What happened to knowledge? Denira boy professor feeds me Heidegger. Bauen, wohnen und denken. I dwell. A circle is not round. We head up Große Strasse, recalling Albert Speer, once Minister for Armaments and War Production, trialed in Nuremberg. Have I told my children enough? Guilt-bitten muscles tense up over lunch, bratwurst, sauerkraut, and more questions. What happened to my suitcase, Mama? And now we have Laura. This one's called Magdalene Laundry, and it's the laundries in Abbotsford. I had the chance to um, uh, be a volunteer for an art exhibition there. Um, and I learnt that the, the Abbotsford laundries were run by the Sisters of Good Shepherd for 1880 through to 1971. Magdalene Laundry. It's a bitter history. A place for fallen women dropped by society. I touch the walls today and know it could have been me. The building sheds. Weeping white plaster follows the footfalls of visitors. It was a world lit by fire and flame. Brick-lined floors, pea-green walls. Women shamed with no other place to go. Slaves of the Magdalene. The building sheds. Pea-green flakes like mermaid scales fallen from the eyes of visitors. When the sisters held the key in the raw stench of carbolic, a twisting snake of linen through the mangles, sodden lives crushed and harnessed income for the church. 
the building seeps. Moisture moves within the walls, shadows in the corners. A strange energy resides in the chill of the industrial school, where young lives were blighted by bells for prayer, ironing and mending the only learning. The walls crumble. Rats run along the girders and party in the corners. The building now reclaimed for artists. Clear story windows shed morning light. Music floats where presses rumbled. Women touch the walls today and remember survivors of the Magdalene. Uh, this next poem is um, about my childhood in growing up in Richmond. For those of you that don't know, Richmond is in a city suburb. <laughs> and when I was growing up there, there were like 95% uh, Greeks. Summer of 74. December. Sunlight streams into our front room. A woody scent of paper drifts from a large cardboard box where piles of books, ordered by colour, entice me to escape. Outside, a babel of voices. Workers swarm like bees to Richmond Station. Bright colours scattered, diesel trapped in polyester. They sing harmonies to forget the whir of the machines. Rosella, Palaco, Bryant and May. Soups, shirts and redhead boxes. No overtime today. Disney, Grimm and Aesop, golden books with thin hard spines. We take turns, my friend and I. I'm Pippi Longstocking. She's Nancy Drew. <laughs> January. Tin roof and weatherboard, a magnet for heat. Streets deserted, dry thirsty asphalt. We peer out the window. Men with hats stumble home from quenching a thirst. We catch the train to Sandringham. I pull on my swimsuit, wriggle my feet deep into the sand, cool and moist. Open my book cover, shake the grit from the pages and plunge into my next adventure. Thank you everyone for coming and supporting us. It's great to be back. Dante Lane, dead English poets, <laughs> immortalised in street names. Addison, Shelley, Milton, Dickens, Elwood Poets Corner, Wordsworth, Bronte. Threading a myth through plain tree-lined streets, an English landscape covering the shellfish cooked in middens. Besides water holes, fires burning on the bluff, signalling other clans, burning back country, pastures for kangaroos. Newly named Dante Lane, a raging inferno, a chilling symbol, untethered restitution, a snaked path of dry gum leaves. Moss released from tidy constraint, an oyster shell reborn as fungi growth, where spirits gather along the canal, Yalukit Willem clan, Bunurong people, 
Eckerman, Ujuru, Birch, Coleman, succulent offshoots smile under the winter sun. Widika, Munduru, a temperate wetland re-emerging. That was a live recording at the inaugural Radio Laria Poetry Reading at Open Studio featuring three friends and poets, Laura, Mary and Vasilka, launching their book called Thread. To find out more about Radio Laria, you can find them on the socials or www.radiolariapoetry.com. You can also find a podcast of this and many other episodes of Spoken Word at 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. Please tune in every Thursday at 9am. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening.